Welcome to the show. Thank you for listening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode three of the Put the Stress Down podcast. I hope you guys are all doing fine. And let me just ask you right now, how are you doing, man? How are you guys doing? Are you hanging in there? Is it tough on you? I gotta say, it's tough on me, man. And I think you can hear it in my voice a little bit. Uh, this thing is affecting me a little bit more uh, than I had originally anticipated that I had planned for. But uh, I'm able to recognize that, you know, and I'm in a good place where I'm able to get in front of a lot of this and I'm able to work through it and talk about it, you know, with my wife or with whoever I need to in my life, which I'm fortunate that there are a lot of people to do that with. And, you know, we're getting through it and it's tough, you know, and it's tough. And before I, I jump in and say, hey, you know, I'm sorry for breaking down, you know, I'm not. And I wish that that wasn't a thing. I wish that people would stop having to say, you know, oh, I'm sorry for getting emotional. Because if you think about it, you know, how often do, are you with somebody and they break down and you feel it, you understand it, it's crystal clear to you and and you're compassionate and you don't need an apology. But, you know, we've been trained, kind of conditioned to say, hey, I'm sorry for that. You know, I apologize for that. But, you know, I'm not sorry for that because that's exactly why I wanted to do this because I wanted to let you guys know that, you know, a lot of people view me and I'm not trying to be whatever. I'm just saying, you know, I'm a positive guy for a lot of people, you know, and I am. I truly, deeply am. That's the man that I am. But I'm also not perfect. I'm not indestructible. I, I never claim to be. I never pretend to be. You know, I might claim to fame is how jacked up I am. You know what I mean? Maybe that's why I get along with so many people so well is because I don't judge nobody. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't do... I have in the past, hell yeah, I've been the worst in the past. Like people that know me now, you know, you wouldn't like me before. I didn't like me before, but I am who I am now. And, you know, I'm blessed to have those of you in my life now that I do. I'm very grateful for that. I'm thankful to you guys for the constant support that you guys are giving the podcast. It makes it all worth it because it is a lot of work. And I do apologize for the long gap between episodes, but it does take a lot of work. And I definitely want to put a lot of time into this and a lot of pre-production to make sure when I do sit here again, I'm giving you guys the best of me. I'm giving you guys something that's prepared, something that's a little structured, you know, not too much because I've never really been one to follow the rules. And, you know, I just kind of, I like to create on the go, I guess, you know, but um, for those of you wondering, the reason why I've been going a month between episodes is to do my best to release the episodes on the 22nd of the month to signify the 22 veterans a day that we lose to suicide. So that's the main reason why these have been so far apart, you know, on top of just daily life and everything else going on. But I really also, you know, you never know if anyone's listening or if somebody wants to continue to. So you don't want to put out, you know, one a day and have nobody listen. So based on the feedback and how everything goes, you know, what will adjust. And I think, you know, 
you're supposed to there to break the fourth wall a little bit. You're supposed to be super prepared and, you know, have a couple episodes in the can and, and do things like that. And, and I get that. And that's what I did want to do. But, you know, again, this pandemic has just completely flipped everything upside down. So I went from, I kind of want to do this to I'm now doing this. So, but all that being said, all the passion in the world is going into this. I promise you that this is going to be a great, great project. The feedback is knocking me off my feet. I mean, it's crazy. It's helping me. It's helping you. And that's what this is all about. So first and foremost, before I get any further into this episode or even into this journey, I want to give a special shout out to my boy, Andrew, a.k.a. Kept on Hold on Instagram and Twitter and everything else uh, for providing me with that opening theme song, for allowing me to use it. Uh, in the future, we may create our own, but for now, he's letting me use that one. And uh, he's an incredible guy, an incredible artist. I encourage you, please, you guys, if you like sad music, if you like happy music, if you like dancey music, if you want to cry to music, you can listen to Andrew's music and get all of that. And it's all so good. So check him out on all the streaming platforms at Kept On Hold. So that's enough for you, Andrew. Stop stealing my shine. Um, you know, I just, before I get into this, you know, I think the first, we've gone into the backstory a couple times now on these episodes. And I didn't mean to keep rehashing the same old story, but I really wanted to just break it down and really give it to you guys and really, really make sure that you understood, you know, what it was like for us when we were there, you know, and what we went through. And, you know, the point of this is to break down PTSD and let you know what it is and tell you about the symptoms. And, you know, it's easy to listen to the first two and be like, well, okay, I get the story now, but when are we going to actually talk about the PTSD? And we're going to do that now. You know, this is going to be the first episode where I really break down the symptoms, you know, and, and instead of giving you a textbook definition or trying to break down something like that, I'm just going to tell you what it's like for me and, and what happens to me and, and the things that I go through and try to, you know, take you guys for a little bit of a ride with me as I did in the last episode and, and just really try to put you in that moment, you know, so you can kind of understand what it's like, not only for me, and I'm not big on speaking for a lot of people, but I do think for a lot of veterans, they will relate to this. And, and I do believe also just for people that deal with anger, I think they may relate to this as well. You know, I don't know, but the point of it is to get it out and to let you guys, you know, to let it resonate with you and see how it, how it helps you, you know, and I hope it helps you. That's the main goal of this. So, you know, again, just to touch a little bit more on the pandemic, uh, I am just, it's a hard time for a lot of people. I understand it, you know, and I encourage you guys when you're out and about, and as we start to open back up a little bit more, you know, understand that we've all been put on pause and it there may be an adjustment when we get back out and people may handle it certain ways and maybe not the greatest ways but i encourage you you know just to be compassionate let's when this thing's free and clear let's be better man let's improve let's be there for each other let's try to understand you guys how much people are going through how much we don't understand about what everybody is going through you know, my focus of this podcast is my PTSD and what I have to deal with. And, you know, I've, I've talked to people about it and I've seen, you know, the emotion and the and the concern that it brings for people. And they think, God, you know, I, I could never deal with that. I could, I could never deal with that. And I look at that and I say, you know, you're right, but I don't know what it's like to lose a child. 
I don't know what it's like to lose a parent. I don't know what it's like to lose a sibling, you know, knock on wood. I don't know what any of that's like. I don't know what that pain is like. You know, I don't know what it's like to celebrate holidays and to celebrate birthdays and Mother's Days and Father's Days and every other day and to have it just be a reminder of someone that, you know, was vital to you, vital, I'm sorry. And it's, you know, it's hard. I can only imagine when I say that, you know, and I don't understand that. And I don't understand what it's like to have my graduation taken away from me after all the hard work, to have my prom taken away from me. These are things, they're not going to reschedule these things. These are not things that, oh, well, you know, we'll just do it. Maybe some, but th this is, that's not how it's supposed to be done. You know, and our children are feeling the pinch right now. You know what I mean? And we have a daughter and she, I've seen the effect that it has on her. And, and it breaks my heart because she's a warm, loving, happy girl. And I love her, you know, more than anything. You know, she's just precious and, and she's so sweet and innocent. And to see her, you know, break down because of certain things and, and missing her friends, you know, that's heartbreaking because... I, as an adult, can sit back and say, "You hey, you know, it's going to be okay and, and try to explain things to her and let her know. But she's 11 years old. You know, she understands, but she's also a child and, and she doesn't understand, you know. So it's hard. It's hard for parents right now who, yes, everybody loves their children to death. But man, oh man, I'm sure some of you are smiling right now thinking about how much you wish they were in school. You know what I'm saying? And that's not a negative. I'm not saying it to be negative. I'm just saying it, you know, in a lighthearted way. You know, things have changed. And, you know, that's a mom home all day with the babies and one's running this way and one's running that way. And she's trying to work. I don't know what that's like. I can't do, I couldn't do that. That takes a strong ass woman. And, you know, to run the house and do all that. And you get what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not just trying to gas everybody up, but... I'm just trying to show you how many different ways we are all going through stuff and how many of us, you know, go through heavy days amidst this pandemic. The pandemic aside, how much stuff we're going through, you know, and I am very careful when I use these blanket statements because I don't mean to speak for everybody. I really don't. I, and I don't mean to say like, oh, this is how it is. I'm just saying, you know, generally speaking, most of the time, you know, when I'm saying what I'm saying. So I hope you guys understand that. And I think by now, you know enough, you know, you've been around long enough to know that I'm not on OBS. You know what I mean? I'm not here to try to impress you. I'm not here to try to do none of that. I'm just here to talk to you, man. And I feel like right now we need this. We need this, you know, and again, I apologize because I should be putting out more, but, you know, like I said, life, situations, mentalities, you know, I always want to bring you the best. I always want to bring you the best because, you know, I've got a genuine care for you. So that being said, you guys hang in there, stay strong, stay positive. I mean, I really do feel like there's some light at the end of the tunnel, you know, not to jinx anything because I would never want to do that. But just please be safe as things start to open back up. You know what I mean? Be be mindful, be considerate and, and let's get back to business and let's do it right. You know what I mean? Like this is our home. Let's take care of it. You know what I mean? Let's be cleaner when we go out. Let's be nicer to each other when we go out and open a door for somebody, man. You know what I mean? Tell somebody, hey, you look good. You know, you guys got to understand that one nice phrase from someone will 
puts you over the moon, man. You could be having a tough day and everything could be going straight downhill. And someone walks up and says one nice thing to you and it will carry you through for days, weeks, I'm telling you. And vice versa, when someone walks in and it's morning and they're happy and they're ready to go, and someone comes in and knocks their blocks down, it rocks you, man. Knocks you off your feet, throws you off, you can't eat, you can't concentrate, and now someone's in your head living for free all day long and they're not even thinking about you. You know what I mean? So let's just try to be better. You know, we all know that. We all understand that. I would love to per my last email the shit out of everybody. You know what I mean? But it's not cool. You know what I mean? It's not cool. And I've done it. And I felt shitty every time. You know, at the, in the moment when that anger's in, I'm like, hell yeah, hell yeah. But then I always, always feel bad about it. So, you know, that's all I'm saying. Again, I'm not perfect, guys. I'm not here to say that. I'm just saying I really, really try to think about everything, to think about every move I make because I've got a lot on the line. You know what I mean? I've got a lot to lose and I'm not going to give it all up just for, you know, a lapse in judgment. You know, at least that's the plan. You know, I can't say that I'll never, you know, make a mistake. I can't say that, but I know that. I try my absolute hardest, you know, every single day to just be the best man I could be, set a good example for my children and, and hope that they that they see that and that they carry that tradition on to their kids and and on and on because you know, I I there's a billions and billions of people in this world. You know, you can't control any of them but your own self. So that's what I try to do and that's what I try to teach my boys and our daughter. So that they can carry that and push that energy out into the world and let them know that above all else, respect is tip top, you guys. Respect is numero uno. Respect everyone. Don't ever take from no one because everyone works so hard for what they got. And be thankful and be grateful. You know, these are the core things that I try to teach them and that I try to exercise because, you know, it comes back. It comes back. And people... Sometimes people don't know how to take me, you know what I mean? Sometimes people are a little bit thrown off by how quick I am to love, how quick I am to, you know, to be like, hey, what's up? How are you? What's going on? And yeah, if you need anything, hit me up anytime, day or night. Like, I mean that because that's how I am. And I understand that people don't always, you know, know how to take that. I get it. But, you know, it's just not going to change who I am. And, and I know enough to, hey, if someone's not about it like that, like, cool, all good. You know what I mean? No love lost. But, hey you need me i'm here so that's really all i try to do and i think if we all just try to do that and just hang out and work and chill we'd all be good but man it gets all messed up so let's just try to be better to make the longest fucking story short but anyways now it's time to get to the nitty-gritty you guys and i really want to go into what it's like um ptsd is just a it's a mixed cocktail of a lot of bad shit you know, that's the best way I can define it. That's Mookie's definition. It's just a mixture of anxiety and depression and loneliness and a deep, deep, violent sadness, you know, at times that can rock you to your inner core and make you physically ill. And detachment, it's a sense of detachment. And it's, a, I don't want to say an ability but I, I don't know what else, you know, what word to use. It's an ability to detach from any situation like that I don't like or that I don't 
want to deal with, I can immediately unplug everything, you know, and that's, that's not a good thing. You know, it's not a good thing. It's really not. But, you know, the, uh, the loneliness is one I really need to emphasize here. And, you know, I need to let you know that if you have a veteran in your life, if, if, you know, do your best to reach out to them. You know what I mean? And, and I get it. I get that a phone works two ways and Facebook works two ways and everything works two ways. I understand that. I 100% understand that. But I'm asking you to understand that it's hard. It's hard for a vet to talk about this stuff, let alone pick up the phone. Because I know. Because I would always, oh man, you know, let me call this dude, you know, and I'd call or I'd reach out and I would be like, the one time I did, it would be like, oh, I'll call you right back. You know what I mean? And then I'm gone. You know, I'm not going to reach out or hit because now I'm convinced, oh, I'm not going to hit this. Oh, he's married or, oh, he's probably busy. Like everybody's busy, but everybody's got time for you. And if you need somebody, you can reach out. But to those of you, if you're not a vet, if you have a vet in your life, I encourage you to reach out. And you don't have to say, oh, hey, you know, are you doing okay? Not like that. You know what I mean? Just reach out. Just catch up. Just say, hey, man, how you doing? How's everything going? Catch a quick FaceTime. You know, whatever. Because as, as I grow and as I'm learning and developing and gaining more of myself back, that these are the things that I'm finding to work the best. And it's... You know, I love all the dudes I served with. I love them, man. And I, I see them on Facebook and I like the pictures and I see them on Instagram. But it's so hard to just like text them, you know what I mean? And be like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? And it's like even my friends, you know, friends that have come and gone. It's like I, I want every single day. I'm like, damn, I got a Texas fool. Damn, I got a Texas fool. But then it's just like, you know, you just like, oh, I don't, do they, do they want to talk to me? Like, I, I don't, you know what I mean? That whole ball of wax gets going. And then before you know it, it's been six weeks and you haven't talked to anybody, you know, and that's how it goes. So I, I encourage you, you know, again, that's how it was for me and still can be sometimes. And I would suffice to say that it's like that for some others. So just if, you know, if you got one in your life, reach out as much as you can, you know, say hello. It doesn't have to be heavy. Just say hello, ask them how they're doing. You know what I mean? Because it really will help. And again, if you're a vet, really reach out. Take the time. Hit up your buddies. You know what I mean? Hit me up if you want on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. I'm really easy to find. It's not hard. So, you know, I encourage you to do that because that has been the biggest asset for me. And that's what's really what keeps me out of the mud. You know, what pulls me out of the quicksand, you know, is my boys. You know, really my boys, my wife you know, my inner circle, the people that I absolutely trust. And man, when I, when I say inner circle, I, I, I'm, you know, that's incorrect because there's so many people, so many people that I can trust wholeheartedly with my life, you know, and that came when I decided to open up, you know, when I decided to trust, when I abandoned all the years of, of, you know, hate and, and, nasty evil things thrown my way when i stopped accepting those and took my life back everything changed every single thing changed but it wasn't until i went and got help it wasn't until i said i need help which is the hardest possible thing you could ever do it's hard i get it i get it it sucks it sucks to be a marine and be the toughest guys on the planet 
and not be able to walk in and say something. Because, man, I'm just, what are these guys going to say? What are they going to say when I walk in there? Oh, I was there too, bitch, and I'm, I'm fine. Get out of here with that. They're good. The, uh, they're going to want to kick it with me after I go in there and say, oh, something's wrong with me and and tell them I can't sleep and tell them all these things. They were there too and they're fine. I'm not going to do that. I can't do that. There's too much shame in that. And man, let me tell you, that was the biggest crock of bullshit, the biggest pile of dog shit that I ever fed myself. The biggest because I had it all wrong. I had it all wrong. And let me tell you, if you're in a place right now where you think, you know, if this is relating to you and you're thinking, damn, you're you're in my head, doggy. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what real strength is. Real strength is going against that. Real strength is being the one to stand up and lead many and say, I need help. I'm broken. Something's wrong. Something is wrong and I can't fix it on my own. Will you help me? And the second you do that, you'll become the strongest man, the strongest woman you ever thought possible. I don't guarantee a lot, but I can guarantee you that. Because I had enough. I was fed up. I was tired of thinking, man, whoa, I can't do it. I can't do it. Because I'm scared of these guys. Not knowing one door down, you know, my brother's in his room, my sister's in her room, crying themselves to sleep, shivering, having nightmares, cold sweats, but afraid to say something because they're afraid of what I'll say. And it's the same for mental health. You don't have to be a veteran. This shit don't discriminate. How many of you right now are dealing with anxiety, depression, but you can't say nothing. Uh, my parents, you know, where our family's not really like that. Yeah, okay. Oh, you know, it's just that you know, it's not really something financially. Yeah, okay. You know, talking to someone is free. It doesn't have to be a therapist. If you want to get better, you will get better. And I'm not saying cured. I'm not cured by any means, by no stretch of the imagination. I am beyond anywhere near the finish line, which I don't believe even exists, if I'm going to be honest. You know, I don't know that I'll ever get 100% back who I was. But I know that, you know, I'm working on it every single day. Every single day I'm working on it. And I'm getting better. And that's, and you know, it's basic science, ladies and gents. If you work hard at something, you will get better. There is no cure. There is no overnight success. There's only hard work. But if you're willing to put it in, your life can change. And so I just wanted to share with you guys briefly what it was kind of like. And when I started to notice, you know, that things were different for me and realized that, hmm, like, I'm a little bit angrier than I, than I ever was. And it wasn't really like a slow transition. It was immediate. And, you know, I came back the first time and it was, you know, a little rough. And it came back the second time and it was very rough. And after the third time, I think, you know, 
I was, you know, really awful. I was a very awful man. I was an awful father to my children. You know, I was an awful husband to my ex-wife at the time. Um, I was an awful friend to many people. Um, you know, I was angry. I was filled, filled with rage and anger. And man, you know, I would give anything to go back and get that time back with my children because, you know, that's what kills me the most. That's, you know, that's the extra weight in my vest every single day is that, you know, because they didn't know what was going on. And the sad thing is that I didn't know what was going on. And, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and and I can't go back, you guys. I can't go back and fix that. And neither can you. Whatever damage you've done, whatever your anger, whatever your illness has caused you to do, you cannot go back and undo. But you can work on getting better and you can work on a brighter future if you want it. But you have to want it. You can't get up every day and tell your wife and your best friend and your mom and your dad, you know what, I'm really, things are, you know, today's the day, man. I'm really, you know, I'm going to turn things around it. And man, I feel so better. And then walk out the door and, you know, behave the complete opposite way. It doesn't work. You can fool people, sure. You can fool people, but you can't fool yourself. And it's going to take that big leap, that huge leap of holy shit, I'm about to do something I've never done. I'm about to be more vulnerable than I've ever been. You know? But here I go. And it's terrifying. It's terrifying. And you're, and you're going, I'm off the diving board and I'm on my tippy toes and I'm terrified of what's to come. And I jumped off the diving board and you know what? It was incredible. You know? incredible no impact no pain no shame it was love it was all love and that's what's waiting for you that's what's always waiting for you around the bend if you just keep fighting but let me tell you you know how i knew that i was different i know we've gone on some backstory but let me give you some back backstory you know, because it's my show. I can do whatever I want. So I just want to tell you what it was like for me, you know, as a teenager a little bit, kind of. I'll start there because that was, you know, very much the formative years for me. And, you know, I music had a lot to do with, with who I kind of was and who I became and, and, you know, what kind of shaped my style and things like that. So, you know, I grew up in... Los Angeles, Southgate, California, in the 90s. Fuck all y'all. Goddamn, I'm glad y'all set it off. Man, let me tell you. My brother was into this stuff, and I didn't know what it was. I didn't know anything about this. But I go, okay, you know what I mean? That's, uh, cool. Sounds pretty cool, but, uh, you know, not really my cup of tea. And so, you know, I had another brother, and... As you would expect, he was into something a little bit different. And I thought, okay, when I heard this, I thought, hmm, okay, okay, now this, this is more up my, you know, this is more up my alley as far as the guitars and the instruments and things like that. But it was a little, you know, heavy for me. And there's probably somebody listening going, oh, Black Sabbath's heavy, you're a bitch. But, you know, what can I tell you? 
it's heavy for me. It's not really, you know, lyrically and things like that. It really wasn't for me. And then, and then one day my dad had a friend and he came over and he had the CD in his hands and he was like, Oh, Hey, check this out. And then my life was never going to be the same after that. Do you have the time to listen to me whine about nothing and everything all at once? And I said, what the fuck is this? I am one of those melodramatic fools, neurotic to the bone, no doubt about it. And that was it for me, ladies and gents. I was hooked. And when I say hooked, I mean I was hooked. I went to a drink to analyze my dreams. She says it's like a sex that's bringing me down. And I was like, man, now this, this right here is what I've been looking for for the past 14 years. You know, because I was 14. And I all it all made sense to me it all made sense to me after hearing that album and i listened to it backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards a million times i still do because it was the first time that you know i'm an angsty teenager and i have so much to say and i don't know how to say it and here comes this dude and he was man he was the coolest motherfucker around man just bleached hair and played guitar and then you know trey cool on the drums i mean it was my whole life changed, you know, and then I discovered skateboarding, you know what I mean? And that was just a whole other element to life, you know what I mean? Because here was just these kids, you know what I mean, that you kind of don't really know and you start to skate with and hang out. And, you know, before you know it, you start to have conversations and you start to get, you know, really tight and you develop this, this bond with people. And, you know, the bond of skaters, if you don't know, I mean, it's, it's, it's deep, it's very deep. And it's more than just, you know, learning tricks and, and destruction and things like that. I mean, it's, you build these friendships, these impenetrable friendships that last for years and years, and you, you know, you root for each other, and you, you compete with each other. And, you know, you want to get better, but you're stoked when your friend gets better. And, you know, you're, he'll come to you, you know, I would go to someone's house when things were tough at home and, and vice versa. And it was, you know, there, there was never, you never had to say anything to each other. You just, you know, Hey, I need to come over. Yeah, man, come through. And, and you know, it was awesome. And then I discovered backyard gigs, you know what I mean? And that was something that, uh, a whole other experience. And if you've never been to a backyard gig, you know, I'll paint you a picture. It's, uh, you know, you walk in the back and it's more often than not, it's a dirt lot and there's a bunch of kids and, you know, punk rock kids. And sometimes the cholos were there too. And sometimes the mom and dad were there, but it was a bunch of kids, man. We were having a good time. We were dancing, we we're skanking, we we're up in the pit. I mean, there was no worries there, you know, Friday night. $2 gig, you know what I'm saying? You're, you're in the pit with your boys and, and you're just having a good time, you know, doing the things you're not supposed to do with your friends together, you know what I mean? And I was good, you know, I was set. That's that's where I really kind of became Mookstar One, you know what I mean? That's where I became Mookie, that's where I was formed and shaped was, you know, in those backyards, you know what I mean? And, and on those late nights and, you know, it was the greatest time of my life, man, and, and I'm... I'm stoked and I'm happy, you know, and then 9-11 happened and, 
you know, it, it really changed everything for me. And it really made me appreciate this country that we live in. And you can have your opinions on it. That's fine. That's up to you. But I'm allowed to have mine. And mine was that I was tired of living here and, and not giving back, you know, not, not doing more. And so I wanted to do more. And I made that decision to do so. And then, you know, episodes two and, you know, zero, one and two happened. And now we're here up to this point, you know. So I just wanted to give you a little bit of backstory, you know, about my teenage years. And, you know, I I had been through my parents' divorce and, you know, few little things here or there, but nothing really too bad. I was very fortunate. I, I had a wonderful childhood, you know, and, you know, the, the point that I'm trying to make is that I was never angry. You know, I never had an anger problem. It, it just wasn't, I didn't get mistreated. You know, I didn't have anything to be angry about except, you know, teenage stuff. You know, it was just normal angsty stuff, but I was never an angry person. And then, you know, like I said, after going and doing these deployments and coming back, you know, I noticed like, man, I'm so quick to rage, you know, like I, I'm, I hate it, you know, I hate it, but I don't know what to do about it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Now I know, you know, why. And now I know enough to, to try and control it. But at that point, I'm off the rails. You know, I don't, I don't know how to control anything. I don't know what's going on. All I know is that I'm really, really angry. And I remember going out to the bar one night and going with my cousins. And I forget the occasion, but there was a group of us. And, you know, I got pretty damn hammered because at that point my drinking had gotten really bad. And when we walked out to the parking lot, there was a couple of dudes and they were wearing the Marine Corps uniform, which, you know, they weren't wearing it properly. You know what I mean? And that shit drove me crazy like it, it drives me crazy now even thinking about it just because if you're gonna be wearing the uniform especially the dress blues like you know wear it like you're supposed to and these guys were just you know had them unbuttoned and they were drunk and you know honestly at the end of the day is it enough for me to lose my shit no like i, I you know now in that instance i would look at these guys and be like man these fools are twisted and i would go my own way but at that you know time in my life there was nothing but anger, nothing. And I lost it on these guys. I mean, I had to be held back and, and I'm yelling and crying and spitting and, you know, telling them, how dare you, you know, how dare you? And, you know, you don't know, you haven't seen shit and you, I can't believe you. And I'm, you know, losing it. And, and, you know, do I feel that way? Of course, like you guys shouldn't be doing that. Come on. But just the way that I told you guys that now, I could tell them that now, like, hey, man, you guys, you know, clean it up a little bit. That's all. And if they don't, they don't. But at that time, you know, I'm so filled with anger. I'm so filled. I'm just filled with rage, you know, because I hadn't worked it out. And now it's like, I can't do that. I simply can't do that because I have so much to lose. Like I said, and I have children, I have a wife, you know, I have friends and family that count on me the same way I count on them. You know, this is all one big ecosystem and we need to be there for each other, you know, help each other out and, and not leave each other, man. Don't leave this place. You guys, you all matter too much. And I know, and I know the pain. I know the loneliness. Boy, do I know the loneliness, but you got to fight. You have to fight. I need you. We need you. We all need you. 
but there are times, you know, where, where my mental health, you know, breaks down and it's happened recently, you know, and, and I'm not proud of it at all, but it needs to be said because you guys need to know that, you know, those of you that know me on a personal level and, you know, know who I am and deal with me, know like, oh, you're, you're, I'm a cool dude. You know what I mean? I'm super chill. I'm very mellow. For me to tell you what happens during these times of anger would probably shock you very much. You know what I mean? And, and you would not know. It would sound so foreign coming from me because it's not something that you guys know about me. It's not something that you would ever know about me because you've never seen that. Yeah, you've seen bits and pieces, sure. You know, I'm sure there's been a couple situations here and there or situations with coworkers where I maybe got a little heated, but that's not what I'm talking about. You know, I'm talking about having a real episode and, you know, what it's like and what it feels like. And, you know, it's, you know, there's time bombs in this world, you know, thick, Think of a, a ticking time bomb, you know, and you got that tick, 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 tick. And it's usually a long tick before the boom, you know what I mean? But in the case of PTSD, you know, it's not. There's no tick. It's an immediate. I mean, I can literally be like this right now and something, you know, can happen and trigger me. And it's it's hard, you guys. It, it's hard. I I everything around you just becomes like this empty void and you just become this numb shell and it's like you can feel your soul just disappearing into your body and whatever is on the outside is in control and that's scary and I really want you to understand you know what it's like and I really want you to, you know, to give you an, to kind of, I don't even know the word I'm looking for, but just to put you in that moment, you know, to, to tell you what it's like when one minute everything's fine and then the next minute, you know, nothing's fine. You know, when you're going about your day to day and all of a sudden you get that message. And you hear people talking and what? I, I'm sorry, I, I don't, just, I don't want to, I have nothing to say, and you, everything is crashing and you don't know what's happening. what it's like and and I, and I hope that you know you kind of got the message I, I I'm sure you kind of listened to that and we're like what the hell is this that's what it's like in those moments and sound becomes nothing and feelings become nothing and hurting other people's feelings becomes nothing And all that remains is anger. And it's leading the charge. It's leading the charge heavy. And you need to know 
Sorry, as I turn the page of my notes, if that's too loud, I'm trying to do it away, so it doesn't bother you guys. But that's what it's like, you guys, you know, to, to put it just in a, and, and I mean, it's, that's a one example, you know, of what it's like when it overtakes you and that anger fills you and, and you're, the, you're hot and you're tingly and, and it, they become these violent outbursts. And for myself, you know, one of my biggest issues and one of my biggest problems is that when that happens to me and when I get in that mode, I tend to hit myself. And I do that because I kind of feel like that's the only way to bring me back. I guess. And, you know, that's a tough thing to share. But that's the truth. And it's, you know, that's just the anger. You know, that's just the anger from an episode. You know what I mean? And fast forward from that first trigger to the end. And I've done God knows what. I've punched God knows what. I've broken God knows what. I've gone God knows where. I've been found in parking lots. I've been out in the middle of the street with no idea what the hell was going on. Crazy. Crazy out of my mind. And I'm not talking about 10 years ago. I'm talking about recently. And, you know, you, you go on this on this warpath and you think, okay, well, you know, now I'm back, you know, now it's cool, like it's over, it's past. But no, it's not. Because in the midst of all that, there's people on the other end. My wife is on the other end watching this, trying to help, desperate to help. But in those moments when you're hearing that loud ringing in your ears, when it's just there and it's deep and you, and it's drowning everything else out. I don't want to be touched. I don't want to be talked to. I don't want to be anything. And how hard must that be for her to watch me do that, to want to hug me, to want to talk to me about it and not be able to. To be helpless. That's traumatic. And now my old trauma is causing new trauma. So now, sure, the anger's over. I'm not angry anymore. But now I feel awful. Now I'm exhausted. My body, I'm physically wiped because of what I've just gone through. And it gets so heavy. It gets so heavy. And now I'm just, I'm sad, I'm embarrassed because there's other people in this house. My mother-in-law's in this house, our daughter's in this house, our son's in this house. And they've got ears and they've got eyes and they hear it and they see it. And it's the worst, you know, because how do you come back? Like, how do you just walk out into the room and say, oh, hey guys, you know, my bad. And don't get it wrong, you know, every, everyone 
I'm very blessed, you know, and everyone is very understanding in my life and everyone has been very compassionate and understanding and no one has ever, you know, made me feel bad about it. But it's a self-imposed, you know, embarrassment. It's a guilt, you know, because it, it's this thing that I that I feel like I'm so on top of, you know, knocked me off my feet. You know, just when I thought, man, I'm doing really good, it showed up and, and, you know, it took over. And so there, you know, there's that, there's that guilt, there's that, you know, like, man, uh, I really thought, you know, I was doing well. The, the same, you know, feeling when you're trying to get sober and, you know, you fall and you relapse. You're just like, well, you know, fuck. I could either say fuck all that hard work I just did and just let it win or I could dust myself off and understand that this was an isolated incident and I'm bigger than this and let's get ready and let's do it again and let's fight again and fortunately for me you know that's the path that I have taken and that's come through opening up that's come through talking to people that's come from being vulnerable but it, the main place it came from was knowing my self-worth. It's knowing how important I am, knowing how much I matter to people and believing it because that's the hard part. Because I did spend years in toxic relationships where the things that were done to me, I thought were normal. I thought that's what I deserved. I thought and I felt and believed that that's all I was worth. Because I was led to believe that. But when I realized the truth, it's a whole new world. Aladdin, straight up. I'm telling you guys. I'm telling you. Don't let nobody do you wrong. Don't let nobody treat you bad. Don't let nobody talk down to you. I don't care who they are. I don't care who they are. They talk down on you. They doubt you. They don't ride with you like you fucking ride for them. Then you need to cut them out. Because that's not a friend. That's not a friend. That's a lobster. That's a lobster that's going to claw you down every time you try to get out of that bucket. Every time you say, yay, man, I've gone eight days and I haven't had a drink. And they show up and say, ah, it's Friday, let's go. And you say, nah, I'm good. And they say, nah, nah, come on, enough's enough, let's go. All right. But I don't know, maybe those were just my friends. You know, I'm just telling you guys, you know, know your worth. Know your worth because you're all so valuable and you're not told that enough. None of us are told that enough. You know, I am fortunately and that's not to be bragging or, or you know, anything like that. It's just I'm very fortunate and, and I'm very loved. And the reason for that is because that's what I push out. That's all I push out. Have I always? No, no, not even. But I do now. That's all I operate on. Why? Because I've tried the other way. I lived the other way with hate and discontent and all that. I did it and it sucked and life was so much harder. But when I decided to love myself, to love again, to love everybody, to treat everybody the exact way I want to be treated, golden rule, day one, baby stuff. My life is, I mean, it's, I can't even tell you. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful to have a roof over my head, 
have gas in my car to have food. You know, I'm a simple, I don't need shit. So I'm so thankful to have these bare minimums. And on top of that, you know, I live comfortably. You know, because I work hard. I work hard and I try to help others. You know what I mean? And I try my best to keep the anger at bay. Because, there, again, there's so much I don't understand, you know. And don't get me wrong, you guys. I'm not saying don't just let nobody come up to you and, and treat you any type of way and be like, oh, I need to understand. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. And I hope you understand that. But what I'm saying is, you know, people you care about, you know, people you may see out that look flustered and they already look like they're going to be some type of, you already know, you know what I mean? Just avoid it. Just, you know, again, I'm not perfect and I'm not, I'm not saying, yo, we all got to be perfect, but I'm just saying, you know, everyone's going through some shit, man. Everyone's going through some shit. And I think a lot of this world's problems come through misunderstanding and if we could all understand each other just a little bit better, if we all made just a little bit more of an effort, you know, I think I think things would be okay. But again, you do have, you know, when I tell you about these episodes that go on, this isn't some like, oh, cool, this happened on a Friday afternoon after work and now I have the weekend to recover and get... No, guys, no. This is, I'm at work on a Tuesday and I get triggered and I'm angry, and I'm crawling out of my skin, and I want to flip my desk, and I want to smash my computer, and I want to smash my keyboard and throw my chair out the window and fucking annihilate anybody who gets in my way. Meanwhile, I'm sitting in a quiet office in a chair, and no one's the wiser. Everyone thinks that everything's fine. And in reality, I'm fighting the, one of the toughest fucking battles. Just trying to keep it together. But nobody knows that. And I don't know that about anybody else. So that's why I try and I forget and I make mistakes and I've gotten out of pocket with coworkers and friends and things like that because we're all human. You know what I'm saying? We're all human. Like, you know, the point I'm just trying to stress is, you know, don't let that anger win. Whether it's PTSD related or just you have an anger issue, you know, don't let it win, man. Because I know right now, if you're listening to this, if you can think back on a time where you got really angry, where you said some fucked up shit, where you did something intentionally to hurt somebody, I'm sure that right here in this moment, you don't feel good about that. And if you do, then, you know, you're not the greatest person, but I'd be, you know, willing to believe that if you're listening to this, you're not a person like that. So let's just try to love a little bit more, man. That's, you know, that's always going to be the message of this. And that's always going to be sprinkled throughout all of these episodes, regardless of the topic. You know, love is a big factor, a, a big healing agent, you know, for a lot of this stuff. And, and it's a very simple recipe. You know, you, you treat people with compassion and you listen and you give them a shoulder when they need it and you give them space when they need it. You know, it's, it's a fine balance. And just know that, again, you know, if, you, if you're dealing with a vet and, these, and this sounds familiar to you, the anger and, and the violence and the aggressiveness, 
you know, just know that in those moments when you're lost and you're broken and you're crying because you don't understand how your husband or your wife could be saying the things that they're saying to you, just know that it's not them. Just know that, that they're dealing with something and they're and they've been holding it in for a long time. And they don't want to tell you because they don't want you to know what they know. They don't want you to feel what they feel. Because they feel like they need to carry it alone. But it's heavy. It's too heavy. And I tried for years to be that guy and say, I'm just going to do it. But no. No way, Jose. You know, now when it, when shit gets real, you know, I'm, I'm talking to my wife. I'm talking to my buddies. I'm talking to my cousins. I'm talking to somebody, anybody that will listen. And the more often than not, it's nothing more than a cry session. And I'll call somebody and I'll cry. Or I'll sit with my wife and I'll cry and it'll be a good, deep, you know, sorrowful cry. But I'll explain, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm going through right now. And I won't hold anything back. I'll tell them exactly what it is and why I'm feeling that way. At least I'll do my best. And that's something I wouldn't have done 10 years ago. No way. But I've gotten better, guys. And you can get better, too. You have to love. You have to be loved. You have to believe that you are loved. You know, and like I'm saying, that that's not the real person you're dealing with in those moments. And one of the scariest things about that, about these episodes, is that you don't know if you're ever going to come back. And that's, that's the terror. That's what scares me the most is when I lose these battles and I have these episodes and I'm off the rails. I'm all I'm trying to do is come back all I'm trying to do, because when it goes gray, when everything, when the color goes out and sound goes out and food goes out, I'm just trying desperately to get back. And it just feels like, you know, you're in a grave and someone's, dumping the dirt on you and you're six feet deep and you're going, you know, you're fighting, you're fighting with all your lungs to find that air and to get back out of that hole, you know. That's what it's like in those moments. And again, it's not, you know, it's not a nice, cozy little Saturday afternoon adventure. It happens at work. Episodes of depression and anxiety will happen at home. They'll happen at an amusement park. They'll happen in the middle of a concert. You just don't know. It happens before a meal. You know, for a while, my anxiety was very bad. And it got to a point where I had to, you know, plan my meal strategically. And I had to eat as fast as possible. Because if I ate, you know, like a normal pace and a normal meal... I couldn't get through it because my anxiety would be too strong and my worry would be too strong and it would, uh, the appetite's gone. The appetite's gone. And it's the same thing with the anger. It's the same thing with the depression. You know, I don't want food. I don't want love. I don't want you to touch me. I don't want you to look at me. I don't want you to breathe on me. I don't want to exist. Is that true? No. 
But is that the overwhelming feeling in those moments? Yes. And it's suffocating, man. It's hard. You know? Because, again, that's just PTSD. That's not pandemic shit. That's not work shit. That's not, you know, that's all, that's every, you know what I mean? So it's a lot, you know, and that's just me. That's just me. I know some of you that listen to this, you know, and I know some of your stories. And those blow me away. And I know for a fact that every single one of us has a story and every single one of us has a struggle and we all have our weak moments man you know and mental illness plays dirty you know there's no grace period there's no time to freshen up and hey you know we're on our way you just have to you know you're expected to just carry on go back to work you know everyone's happy meanwhile you're an inch away from a meltdown you know you're sitting at your computer and everyone's having a good time and you're fighting back tears and why i don't know why why am i anxious why am i nervous everything's okay but i'm so worried that everything's not okay everything's too okay i don't deserve for things to be okay what and desperate for something bad to happen because it's expected on a Monday at 11.17 a.m. You can't eat. You can't drink. You're fucking up work. You're making mistakes. You know? Every day, guys. And I don't know. Just like mental health doesn't give you a schedule, I'm not going to give anybody a schedule of the day's that I'm going through something. I'm not going to give people reports. But I know I go through those days. And I know if I go through those days. That there's a lot of other people. That go through those days. So I should probably operate. Like all of those people. Are going through something. It's simple. To me. It's simple. And again. I've beaten this horse. You know. To death. But. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. I can be an asshole. I can be, you know, angry. But I try my hardest to fight that. You know, I try my hardest because I'm all about progress and I'm all about getting better. And if I'm not getting better at something, I don't want to do it. If it's not going to benefit me, if it's not going to help me improve in some way, I'm not going to do it. But this is my life we're talking about. This is my children's lives we're talking about. My wife's life I'm talking about. Friends who need me. Strangers who need their friends, who need their families. Man, we're all in this together. All of us are worth more than we know. We've all been beaten down for years and years and years. And it's time to say enough. It's time to take it back. 
And again, you can hear this and, you know, it can resonate and you say, man, I can't imagine what that's like. And there's so much, you know, that all of you are going through right now that I can't imagine what that's like. I can't imagine the strength that takes, the courage that takes to get out of bed every morning and face the day knowing, you know, that you have a sick child or, you know, sick parents with Alzheimer's or, you know, the loss of a best friend, you know, something, just all of these things that we don't think about on a daily basis that somebody could be going through. You know, I encourage you guys in those moments, you know, when someone cuts the line or in those moments when someone cuts you off in traffic, you know, decide. Decide what matters more. You know, chasing someone down the freeway to cut them back off or safely maneuvering to exit and get home. What's worth more to you? And don't get me wrong, believe me, I ain't no saint. You think if these motherfuckers cut me off, I don't want to gas up the Honda and follow them home and, you know, take food out their fridge and, and break their life. Believe me, believe me, I'm about some, some pettiness. But I know the result of that, and I know what would come of that. And who would it hurt? The ones who love me the most. You know, I'm not going to go to jail. I'm not going to get locked up and have my kids grow up without a father because of a stupid mistake I made because I wanted to show everybody how tough I was because, hey, I'm not to be messed with. No, thanks. I'm cool. You know, I'm going to get home. And that's really what this is all about, you guys. You know, I want you to get home every night. Safe and sound. If it's not your home, you know, I want you to get wherever you're going safe. And if we're lucky enough when the clock hits 12 and we get another one, you know, I want you to wake up and give it another try. And just know that days are going to come and they're not all going to be easy. In fact, the vast majority of them are not going to be easy. But just know that it's universal, you know, we're all going through it. And I know at times some of us go through it more than others. And there's probably some people right now, you know, in quarantine that are completely and entirely unaffected, actually probably thriving and doing better, you know, and that's awesome. And that's why I say, I don't mean to use blanket statements and say, oh, we're all, you know what I mean? But I'm just saying there's a bigger population that is not doing okay, that is not dealing with this okay, you know, and sure, things are going to open back up and, and all that, and it's great, and we're going to get back to it, but what about the damage that's been done? You know, what about the, the mental wear and tear that's been done to our children, to us as a society? You know, that's lasting. Virus or not, you know, the damage is done. So it's on us to rebuild, you know, when we get back out here and you know, lead the way, you know, show our kids the right stuff, man. Show them compassion, show them understanding, show them peace and love. Because once we're gone, it's up to them. There ain't nothing we can do. So I encourage you 
to do it now. You guys, I thank you so much for taking the time out to listen. The feedback has been incredible. I really, 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 really appreciate everything you guys do. The team appreciates it. We are so excited that you guys are listening. Let us know if you want us to do these more frequently. You know, like I said, I don't want to put them out if no one's going to listen. But if you're enjoying them and you like them, do us a big favor. If you listen on iTunes, throw us a, a like or whatever it is. I don't even know how it works. I probably should. How unprofessional. But subscribe, like us, you know, give us five stars, please, if you like it, you know. And that's one thing I'll say, you know, if you are kind enough to do that, do not just give us five stars and walk away listen to an episode if you like it rate it how you feel fit and if it's two stars if it's three stars that's cool but just rate rating us and subscribing to us helps more people find us it helps us get you know more distribution so thank you guys so much make sure to follow the podcast at put the stress down podcast on instagram and ptsd pod on twitter thank you guys so much i cannot wait to do it again thank you see you next time